Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Made for Life podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Perry. And as you know, Made for Life is a show that talks about uh, professional men and women who depend on their personal protective equipment uh, every day in their job and in their daily life. Uh, This podcast, of course, is brought to you by the fine people at Tincotta Protective Fabrics, and we always like to thank them for their fine sponsorship. On our last episode, we talked about firefighters because it's fairly obvious that they need certain PPE because you see them uh, getting into a lot of action in a lot of situations where obviously they need top flight protection. But uh, I was thinking with the activity recently, uh, especially with hurricanes, Hurricane Sally hitting so hard in the South, there are some unsung heroes out there who usually don't get considered uh, to be first responders. And I'm talking, of course, about the men and women who work for the electrical companies and electrical co-ops around our nation. These guys you see that work at the substations or they work uh, the electrical linemen that you see out on the trucks every day. So when there's a bad situation, power matters. So these guys have to be out there on the front line, right in the middle of an emergency, possibly, bringing power to people that need it. For instance, if you have a medical need for power in your home, they have to make sure it gets turned back on. And of course, just the everyday conveniences. So uh, those guys tend to get overlooked as first responders. And since they do require PPE, I thought we'd talk a little bit about uh, those guys today. And joining me as a guest today, I have Mr. Malcolm Moore. Malcolm, are you there? How are you? No, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Malcolm, thanks so much for being here with us today. Why don't you tell us uh, what it is that you do? I work for the um, for a large utility uh, down here in Florida. I'm a production lead in a substation group. So we, we maintain substation equipment um, from transformers to the to the switches that actually go out to feed the lines that feed the houses. Wow. So uh, now in your job, I'm assuming you have to have a uh, uh, protective clothing, FR clothing or something to protect you against uh, arc flash and so forth. Correct. That, that is correct. We, um, we have to be in category one just to enter the station. Um, we're in category one where we're entering our control houses have battery banks. Um, so you have a fire potential there. So we have to have the, the cap one on for that. And also whenever we open any control cabinets, uh, in the yard, we generally in uh, category one uh, due to potential arc flash yep. uh, for for those things for those kind of deals too. Now, how long have you been doing this type of work, man? Um, almost eighteen years now. Wow, that's that is a long time. Uh, now, I imagine in your in your experience, you've seen a lot of strange stuff. Can you do you have any like a story you could tell us about why it's so important for you guys to have that protective fabric that you wear every day? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So um, a few years back, we were. We were working on what's called Vista cubicles, and um, they were fairly new to the area back then. And we were making elbows up, so you got um, they're feeding uh, underground cables. So we're making the elbows up, and a coworker of mine made a mistake, and um, we were getting ready to to talk the cables out. And he run a probe instead of running it into a dead circuit. He run a probe in um, to a twenty five kV circuit. Oh man. And um, phase phase three, I can I'm crazy what you can remember, but so twenty five kV ran up his right hand across his chest down to his left hand, um, and then went to the the case around the, the actual switch gear, and the ground grounding point for that actual case was right about his knees. Wow. So um, I was about fifteen, maybe twenty foot away from him when it happened. Um, could could you know feel it you could see it um but the i I guess you want to call it the saving grace he he um it was kind of cool out so he had a fr sweatshirt that had a hood on and he had his hood up and his hard hat on the hood and he had on um fr coveralls 
and um, once the fault cleared and he just kind of fell over, uh, me and a coworker, we got to him and I started working um, from his chest up and Kurt started working from his chest down um, or about waist up, waist down. And the FR material, um, it was kind of weird. If you ever like light a piece of paper, like notebook paper, if you light it and you take the flame away, you know how the, the burn just kind of slowly maneuvers across the paper. Oh yeah, that's what his that's what his clothes were doing. Wow. Um, there was no active flame. They were more smoldering, if you will. Um, to the point to actually the only um, burns he got was on his face, which was open. And to his hands, which were open, but everywhere that he had his FR clothing on, um, zero burns. So and this, um, is, this is an incident, obviously, that, that he survived. Yes, yes, he he survived. Um, they, of course, life flighted him to Grady there in Atlanta, and um, two days later, I was sitting in the ER or in the ICU talking to him, mm. and um, so it was yeah, it was. Scary as all get out, you know, but oh, yeah. at the same time, um, it's amazing to see um, what the good Lord can do. Yeah. But um, but the the clothes, you know, you, when you're in the industry, you, you put them on because that's what you're supposed to do. Um, but never really, I know I've def- I never really, you know, thought about it in that light. But actually seeing him have that fault and, and that happened to him and seeing how the clothes reacted and seeing um, how they did protect him. Um, it, it makes you, it makes you appreciate him a whole lot more. I guess so. So this is a prime example. This is part of what we're trying to do with this podcast is to let people know, you know, that FR clothing, it's uh, a lot of guys grumble about having to wear it and they say, well, you know, I'm just wearing this just in case something happens, but this is a prime example. The story you just told is, exactly the reason why people need to make sure they wear it and to make sure they wear it correctly. So that's a fascinating story. I appreciate you sharing it. So you mentioned, yes, you mentioned you're in Florida. Where, whereabouts in Florida are you, are you at right now? I'm, I'm just West of Pensacola, a little town called Gulf breeze, Gulf breeze. Isn't that where they had all the UFO sightings a few years ago? <laughs> I've heard that. That was a, a little bit before my time getting down here, but yes, I've heard, uh, I've heard a lot of stories about that. Yes. Yeah, I remember reading about it. It's been uh, you were probably still a kid back then when it happened, but I, I remember. It. That's, <laughs> of course, I'm I'm an avid UFO uh, aficionado, as they say. So, yes, sir. How long have you been in Florida? We've been down here almost five years now. So, when you say we, you have a family. Tell us about them. Yeah. So, me and my wife, we've been married. Actually, we just celebrated 28 years. Oh, congratulations. And um, thank you, thank you. And my three daughters. Um, my oldest is graduated from college. She actually lives over Mobile. And um, my middle daughter is a senior in college, and she's in nursing. And she goes to South, which is in Mobile. And then my youngest daughter uh, just started her freshman year at the University of Mobile. So, wow. Um, so yeah, we're all right down here on the coast. Nice. And you say you've been, uh, you've been in the industry, I believe you said, how, 15 years, you said? Uh, 16 years, 16, 16 years. years in substation. Yes, sir. That's fascinating. Uh, let me ask you about, uh, when you, when you have a, a disaster situation, like with our incident in Florida, obviously it's quite pertinent. When you have a situation like the hurricane comes in, are you guys, mm-hmm. are you guys just instantly busy? You get up in the middle of the night, you got to answer the call, that kind of thing going on. Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as the phone rings, um, 
uh, this particular sally to just come through, coming through in the middle of the night, um, they actually, because of the winds, started shutting everything down. Um, it was about one in the morning. So they pulled all the crews in wow. and then waited till the eye got by. And um, once it was safe to get out and travel, then we're, we're back out. And um, from um, the Tuesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, she hit. Uh, between that Tuesday morning and Saturday night, I laid down. It was about ten o'clock Saturday night when I laid down. I'd had I'd had about eleven hours of sleep wow. in, in five days. So it's it gets hectic, it gets crazy. But um, and you got you know you got customers that your power should have never went off. It doesn't matter what happened, you yeah. know. But then you got you got those that appreciate you know what we're doing and in, in, in the long hours and and. It's, it's nice to get those little thank yous. I ain't going to lie to you. I believe you. So uh, that in the last go-around, so you were actively involved in this thing. You know, it's. I'm going to tell you a funny story. This was a few years ago. I was at the uh, <clears throat> Georgia Lyman's Rodeo. And, that, of course, I'm sure you've probably been to one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I was there, and the, a T-shirt that was very popular that the guys were wearing, on the back of it was a silhouette of a lineman on a pole and it said, uh, I'm a lineman because even firefighters need heroes. And I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> Because like I said at the, at the top of the show, there is sometimes some grumbling. Linemen say, hey, you know, we're out there risking it just like firefighters, so why aren't we considered first responders? I mean, how, what would you say to when – do you think that's a valid point? Yes, I really do. No, we're not – you know, we're not going to run into a burning building, but um, we're out getting lights on, and especially in storm situations because you have – so much down and it's hard to keep up with what's what and you got multiple crews coming in and, and you've got people you don't work with you know yeah. coming in and, and so the 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 danger value really increases but on a on a just a day-to-day basis and i think we um like i said we're not crashing into burning buildings but we're out there dealing with some um dealing with elements that, that will can injure or harm or, or kill us just as just as well as they do. So oh, I would I would like to I would like to consider ourselves you know first responders. Well, like I say, that was that was the sentiment at the rodeo that year, and that that t shirt was very very popular. A lot of the guys, were, <laughs> were, whoever had, was selling them, was obviously making a fortune. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. So as I say, you know. Uh, the show is really all about the, those protective garments. Now, now, let me ask you, if I can, uh, do you know who makes the garments that you wear? Are you free to say, or you don't want to endorse anybody? Uh, well, no, we've, we've, um, I know in the past we, we buy from Bulwark and from Riverside, um, have been the main two, uh, groups that, cause the company gets contracts with, you know, different groups. And that's been the main two that we've used. And you, you like the way they feel, the way they wear and so forth and so on. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. No, I mean, you know, some of the shirts, when you get into the, if we get into category two work, then it, especially down here in Florida, you know, it, we very rarely get cool weather, oh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's usually warm. And when you start getting into category two, the shirts are, you know, a little heavier, a little thicker, uh, don't breathe as well. So, you know, it gets hot, but that's the only, you know, only complaint. Um, but I mean, that is, that's what it is. Walking around we, in the category one stuff that we have is, um, uh, what we're getting in is, is, is pretty good stuff. It's, it's lightweight, um, pretty breathable, you know, so it makes, it makes life a little, make it a little easier down here. Well, that's not, well, that's what you need, especially in Florida with the climate and it's good. That's, <laughs> yes, sir. It's, that's what's going on. A lot of people don't realize that with a lot of the FR fabrics that are being made these days, there's a lot more 
emphasis is being placed on comfort than there has been in the past. So you're very fortunate in that in that realm. Now, yes, now, yes. Now, we've been on for about 12 minutes, and I usually don't want to take up too much of anybody's time. But before we go, uh, just can you just tell us about yourself, what your interests are, what you, how you've been doing, what's going on in your life, just anything you want to, you want to talk about. I'd love to hear. Man, I, man I, like I said, I love working, but um, I got a good group of guys that work under me. And we, um, there's several of us, we get together and play golf. Uh, I, I love to play golf. Nice. Um, I stink at it, but it's fun, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's fun getting out there and playing. And, and plus, you know, just being able to, to, you know, cut up and goof off with the guys is always nice. Um, but me and my wife were, were empty nesters for the first time in 20 yeah. something years. So, um, we're figuring, figuring this weird, weird world out now, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's just different, but, um, so we're, we're finding things to go and do, but active in church. I love going to church. Got a good group that, that I'm involved in there. And uh, that's about it. Go to go to the beach, man. I'm in Florida, so you got yeah. to get, go get on the beach, enjoy the water. I guess so. It sounds like a lot of fun. Well, Malcolm, listen, I want to thank you for joining us today. Like I said, we, we don't want to make the show too long. We don't want everybody to get bored. But I do appreciate you coming on, and it's good to talk to you again. Uh, for the folks at home listening that don't know, I've probably known you most of your life, I guess. Yes, sir. Yes, About sir. as far back as I can remember y'all were around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Well, Malcolm, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, we had a great yes, time, sir. and uh, we're going to get ready to head out of here. So you guys stay tuned, because coming up soon, we'll have the next episode of the Made for Life podcast. So until then, stand by, and we'll be talking at you. Thanks again, Malcolm. It was a great pleasure having you on the show. Thank you.